Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. We are so thrilled also to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have conversations and to create space on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday, and we're actually dropping a thought piece this upcoming Sunday, so definitely be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 12 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure, and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe. Hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health and mental wellness and education on a week by week basis. And today our topic of discussion is mental health. And on the topic of mental health, I'm going to be talking about the schema that I leverage to maintain and sustain my mental health in an environment that is volatile, that is uncertain, that is complex, and also ambiguous. I think sometimes when we tap into different conversations around mental health, it sounds like trying to maintain this state of constant bliss, of constant zen, of always being happy, and always trying to control your environment in a way where it's just this cycle of positivity all the time. And that's just not realistic. I think if you're living your best life, and I've said this multiple times, it's really about how you maintain a certain level of equilibrium, regardless of what the environment sends your way. And we have no control of the things that will take place in our lives that will really put our coping mechanisms or the ways that we manage our, and monitor our mental health to the fire. It will challenge our mental health in so many different ways, but that doesn't mean that we need to fall off. And I think that sometimes when we don't have a 
framework or a strong foundation of what it means, what areas we actually need to look at, to pay attention to when it comes to managing our mental health, then we can really get lost in translation. I want to take a couple steps back, level set with you, and give you a sense as to how I define managing and monitoring my mental health. So for me, my mental health is very much tied to my delta. So my mental health is very much tied to my emotional mental and physical well-being. I know that if I am not well physically, it's going to hinder and have an effect on my mental health. If I'm not feeling good emotionally, that's going to have an effect on my mental health spiritually. All of these things tie into the temperature check or the gauge that is my mental health at any given point in time. And so I realize it's very hard to feel mentally healthy if I'm neglecting any of these specific areas. And also I recognize that these areas aren't static. What they need differ and changes based on my own personal growth and evolution. So what I needed physically 10 years ago, not the same as what I need now. What I needed by way of satisfying my needs emotionally 10 years ago, not the same as what my needs are now. And the same goes for spiritually. As we grow, as we shift, as we change, we have to recognize that there are certain aspects of living that are never going to be subject to being autopiloted. And I think when it comes to self-discovery, when it comes to having a sense of who we are, who we are is always subject to shift and change. So I, I, will, I believe that being present, being mindful helps us ensure that we never take the evolution that is happening in these spheres in our lives for granted. And in taking those spheres for granted, it can have an impact, a negative impact on our mental health. So for me, the way that mental health translates is me actively and very mindfully being conscientious of how I maintain equilibrium internally in the face of whatever comes to me externally. So by way of internally, I'm always very mindful of what I eat, of what it is I'm putting in my body. I know now what my body likes and what it doesn't like. And so if I know I'm going through a high stress season, if I want to have that alignment to deal with the stress in front of me, I need to be eating well. I need to be managing my sleep way more carefully than I typically do. And I need to give my body movement. My body loves movement. And sometimes emotionally, spiritually, I can be so exhausted that it translates physically, like I'm not moving as much as I need to. But I know that for equilibrium, there are going to be moments where I need to just activate that self-discipline and move because I need to be aligned to deal with the stress in front of me. And the same with emotionally. Sometimes emotionally, like my emotions are very good at waiting for me to address them because I am not someone who emotes real time. That has just not ever been who I am, but I have learned that I need to give my myself space to be emotional and I like to create safe spaces at different interims in my week or on a day-to-day -day basis where I can like express or have moments of emotionality because I've recognized that as much as I'm good at like compartmentalizing my emotions, I also have to continuously develop the ability to be expressive emotionally. I'm not someone who expresses emotions a lot. I mean, I have to say that like even my emotional spectrum, it's very, very deep. And because of that, I try to protect myself from the intensity of my own emotions because I think that who I am emotionally is very intense. And I think that sometimes the way that I balance that is by exercising indifference, like leveraging indifference as a tool. But there are things that I know I'm not indifferent to, and I'm not gonna lie to myself, through the lens of indifference. And I'm like, okay, this is, you know, garnishing an emotional reaction. I'm going to treat this reaction the way that I feel it requires treatment and management, but I'm gonna do it where I feel safe and when I feel 
like it's the right time for me to do so and I never let it extend beyond a week like I'm happy to first and foremost not allow any aspect of emotionality bleed into the next day but for certain things it's like if it's a week-long buildup if it's something that was fairly small but is I'm continuously being subject to it during the week then I will give myself the opportunity to let that energy go by the end of the week and sometimes the way I allow myself to express myself emotionally that is going to be just through mindfulness through meditation that can be through physical exercise as well that I can allow myself to be expressive emotionally sometimes it's crying but I'm sometimes just giving myself an opportunity to just laugh like laugh it off laugh it out I mean there are so many different ways that we can express ourselves emotionally or just by allowing ourselves to be emotionally aware in different expressions that we have and so I like to give myself space to be emotional but I do like to give myself privacy when it comes to emotionality I protect my emotions quite a bit because I've been subject to criticism a lot growing up about my emotionality and how intense that can be for other people so I rather not subject myself to the judgment or the scrutiny of others but I do find equilibrium by addressing my emotionality in my own way and I suggest that for each and every one of you and so spiritually this is my being this is the core of who I am and who I am spiritually is a very intense person and I think that I've had to learn to moderate myself right because I have all these goals all these ambitions and at first I would be like well I'm happy to pursue a goal or an ambition to my own detriment right so and when I say that it's like I want to do this so badly that you know I'm going to make it time sensitive and you know I'm going to hurt myself emotionally to do it so I'm going to push through and, and create pain and suffering that isn't necessary necessary to get to this goal or ambition or I'm going to you know allow my body to be so stressed out physically but that's okay like I'll have a vacation at the end of it you know and my intensity is something that I love in every aspect of how that translates like my spiritual mental and emotional and physical identity I love but I learned that like I can't have one drive the other parts of myself to to ruin <laughs> essentially and I remember I used to think that like however it was that I deteriorated physically was like a symbol of success Success. and that is like a very toxic way of, of visualizing success but when my body started to really show me by breaking down in different ways that like you know what like this isn't sustainable like your speed your pace your your ability to kind of swallow pain or push through pain is just not sustainable like you're gonna your whole system is gonna crash eventually but I learned to find more balanced ways where I'm keeping myself in mind where I'm, I'm still pursuing my goals but from a lens of self-care of self-love and self appreciation also giving myself the space to discover who I am through these different trials and tribulations that come up when you're pursuing a goal I find that like it's just so much more rewarding because I enjoy the process right I enjoy the journey and all the little incremental shifts and changes that take place and I am going to say to you when it comes to who you are as a being right like how intense you are how competitive you are how driven you are in the way that you pursue the things that ignite you try to be very cognizant of how how, to what extent you're ignoring signals from your body or signals from your emotions that you're doing it in a way that's not healthy and so for me like my body was fairly resilient like it could handle my intensity up until 2013 and I talked about this really earlier on in my channel when I got injured so I got really badly injured and I realized at that point in time that when you sustain a physical wound it's not just like the local area that is healing your whole body is really participating in the healing of that wound and the injury that I sustained it was a two-year recovery period so it was an 18-month recovery period and I was still maintaining the same level of intensity so I was still allowing myself to be subject to the same environmental stresses that I had 
had control over moderating, but I didn't want to. Like I still wanted to push at a specific pace that my body now could not maintain because it was partitioning some of my energy towards this healing. That was a long-term healing process. And as a byproduct of my ignoring the signals to slow down because my body needed the space to heal, it really had a negative impact on my digestive system. So like I've always been very sensitive. Like my stomach has always been where I, I carry a lot of stress. But during this specific period, because I ignored my body's signals to slow down, my stomach started really having a lot of issues. And I can say now that my stomach is sensitive because of the choices that I made in my life. Like I think my body has always been very sensitive, but now there are certain things that my body cannot do. But as a byproduct of it focusing on healing while also trying to manage my intensity. So now I learned like I'm healed, everything is great, but like the, I guess, residual impact of that period of my life is like my stomach now is way more sensitive than it ever used to be. I used to love being on a trampoline. I get motion sickness on a trampoline. I get motion sickness in the back of a bus. Like my stomach just is just so much more sensitive to movement, to motion, to different foods that I eat, to the times that I eat specific foods, to the kind of foods I eat at specific times. And I know that all of this was part of, was part of nurture, is as part of my, I guess, baseline orientation, but it definitely got exacerbated when there are periods where I was injured and my body needed me to be responsive to its needs as it partitioned some of my, you know, some of its energy to focalize in this healing process. And it couldn't manage my intensity at the same time. So I learned that like when it comes to how intensely I can show up, I can moderate that for my emotional and physical self. If my emotional, my physical self are feeling vulnerable or are needing more space or are needing more more time, then I can moderate my intensity down so that we're all still aligned. So I think that being grounded, being centered in pursuit of the things that really mean something to you is really how mental health translates, right? If you're pushing towards something and you're consciously making choices that are hurting you physically, that are hurting you emotionally, for me, that is a signal that you're struggling with your mental health and it doesn't have to translate as a mental health disorder or a mental health specific issue, but mental health, being mentally healthy is really all encompassing. It takes into consideration your mental, physical, emotional well-being and the way that you prioritize your mental, physical, and emotional well-being and have a working understanding, a working knowledge of the needs of your mental, emotional, and physical well-being as you grow and as you evolve in this life. So that's my take. So I don't think that it's something that we can do passively. I think managing our mental health, making sure that we're mentally healthy is a day-by-day -day process. It's never gonna be something that we can do haphazardly. It's a responsibility that we each have in this human existence, which is a three-pronged experience. Our human existence is an emotional experience, it's a physical experience, it's a spiritual experience, and those experiences shift and changes with every stage and phase that we are in life. And maintaining our mental health is finding equilibrium through the experiences, through the highs and lows, through successes and failures, staying grounded, staying centered through it all. And I think that staying inward is really how that has translated for me. And I'd love to hear how that translates for you. So there you have it, the 101 on maintaining mental health from my perspective and from a perspective of someone who is mentally healthy or is who trying to maintain their mental health. I think sometimes we talk about mental health from the lens of sickness, from the, from the lens of illness, from the lens of disorder. And I'm like, no, I wanna talk about mental health in the lens of just 
health from the lens of feeling well, being well, staying well. Not all of us are pushing through illness and not all of what it is that we're pushing through is illness or disorder. It could just be this thing we call life and we can find our way back to balance by cultivating that inner resilience, by having that inner confidence and by taking the time to get to know who we are emotionally, physically, spiritually, and of course, mentally. So. Take that in mind, take that in stride. How that translates is gonna be different for each of us. Our dispositions and capabilities are going to be different for each of us. I think that there's a hard, fast rule or there's a, there, there's a formula that applies to everyone broadly. I think all of us, this is work that we have to do internally. This is gonna translate specifically for each and every one of us but it is work worth doing. So that is all I wanted to talk about today. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now, these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans that provide you access to our live events, as well as access to webinars and workshops, largely focused on self-mastery, over and above those live events. So we invite you to tune in. And if you are concerned about pricing, please don't be. We've offered a payment solution after pay that gives you the opportunity to make payments in four installments over a period of six weeks. And that's it, but definitely not all. We're on the road to 1K, so definitely be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Be part of the change you wanna see in this world by joining our Game Changer community. And I look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>